hi and welcome yes i am smiling because i know i have to apologize for my absence i am so very sorry so i went on this retreat and then when i got back i got hit with like waves of activities and then i've been trying to find my balance so i am very sorry but trust me i have loads of insights from other to you so i mean we thank god for that and then today i will be sharing one of them father abraham god's friend but first let's pray and there are we thank you for today we thank you for your love we thank you for your grace we thank you for the opportunity to fellowship together we thank you because you are good and you are kind. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you go into our hearts and then you make it receptive to receiving the seed of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um, yes, Father Abraham, God's friend. So I don't know about you guys, but... I've been wondering how and what it means to be God's friend. Like, the almighty God called someone his friend. How? Why? And then how can I be God's friend too? Like, how can this relationship I have with God move into friendship as well? So we know, yes, God as our Lord and our Father. But like, I want to be God's friend. I want God to think of me as his friend do you understand and then if there's one thing that i love about god so much it is that he never withholds himself from us he never really does and then this is major because think about the most influential person in the world that you know they're not easily accessible do you understand? You cannot just have access to them. But then God, being the most influential being in the entire world, says that, yo, abide in me and deny in you. If you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And I tell you, this is exactly what Father Abraham did. And then let me show you. So let's let's read um i'll be reading hebrews the book of hebrews and genesis so first which one so let me do a backstory i'll be reading the book of hebrews but let me just do a backstory of when god called abraham in the book of genesis he called um father abraham in genesis Yes, I'm stalling because I'm trying to open my Bible. <laughs> in Genesis 12, that's where it started. God's call. Yes. So in Genesis 12, <laughs> I find this very interesting. Verse 1 says, And the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I need us to take note of the fact that Abraham did not know where he was going. So God did not tell him, 
God had not shown him. He said to a land, I will show you. Like, leave your country, leave everything that you're familiar with to a place that you don't know. Obviously, a foreign land because I'm leaving my homeland, I'm leaving my people, I'm leaving where I know. And then you're not even telling me where. At least I've heard of places. So at least let me prepare myself now. Let me know what might be in front of me. That wasn't the case. It was to a place I will show you. And the verse says that I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. And then all the promises and all the everything. And then we move to verse 4 which says, So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. <laughs> so Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him his nephew and then Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran like how who does that <laughs> then let's move to Genesis 17 right so lots of things had passed, um, uh, what had happened with Abraham and, and Lot and their journey and all of that. But that's not what we're going into today. That's what we're skipping to 17. And then we moved to 17 when Abraham was 99. When God first told him to leave his people, he was 75. So now, 24 years later, 24 years later, <laughs> I need us to understand because when we talk about Abraham being God's friend and his work with God, it was not easy. The same way we have this relationship that we have with God now, like believers, and God says a thing and we cannot comprehend it, we cannot understand it, but we know that we're just supposed to trust and follow. This was Father Abraham as well. 24 years later, God comes. The Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and blameless. So before then, Abraham had visions, angels had come and all that, you know. But then now God had... <laughs> oh, this is, this is ridiculous. 24 years later was when God was now appearing to him. And he reintroducing himself to him that, oh, I am the one that has been guiding you. I am the one that has been leading you. This is me. 24 years later, that is patience. That is perseverance. That is trust. And that is faithfulness on Abraham's part. Do you understand? And then he comes with this promise that you made 24 years ago. And then you're not telling me that you will greatly increase my numbers. 24 years from the very first time you told me to leave. I only have one son that I got from Agai, my wife's maid. I need us to paint this picture. Like, it makes no sense. And then, Abraham could have been obsessed as since All this while, you could not introduce yourself. It's not that you're not coming. But verse 3 tells us, Genesis 17 verse 3 tells us, Abraham fell face down. Reverence to God, humility. 
and then God said to him. So God now started to expand and elaborate on the covenant 24 years later. And then that's when God now told him to do the circumcision and everything. Like you, could have, you could have told me to circumcise myself 24 years ago. Now that I'm much older. Because that's painful. But guess what? Abraham did it. Abraham did it with his entire household. No questions. And then this is even the crazier part. Well, not the craziest, but... You know, let's take it up a notch. The crazier part <laughs> is that God now says, no, this covenant, I'm establishing this covenant, not through the son that you're seeing, through another son that you will have. <laughs> that your wife in her old age would give birth to. And Abraham believed for it. That by this time next year, you would have a son and his name would be Isaac. Like what? How? And then he falls face down again. Like, okay, no problem. And then let's now fast forward. Where God told him, <laughs> so this is the craziest part where God told him after betting this son so in Genesis 22 God then now comes again and says this son that I have said that I will establish my covenant through take him up and go and kill him as a living sacrifice burnt offering to me <laughs> and the next morning verse 3 genesis 22 verse 3 early in the next morning abraham got up and loaded his donkey he took with him two of his servants and his son isaac when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering he set out for the place god had told him about how who does that what do, like why do you do that now? Ah, what do you do? Why do you do that? How? After telling me that this is the son, you would establish the command, I will be a father of many nations through this son. You're telling me to say, but Abraham knew something. See, that is relationship. He knew something that a natural man, other men, did not know about God. He knew God. It is because I know you that you tell me to jump. And I'm like, mm, mm. I have an, he had an expectation based on his relationship with God, based on what he knew about God. Kai. So let's read Hebrews 11 and let me show you guys all of these. When I read Hebrews 11, I was like, wait, that's when it dawned on me that we do. We talk about Father Abraham, but. He did not know where he was going. He did not know the next step. He, he believed God part-time. He believed God for every instruction. Do you understand? He didn't have the full picture. He just trusted, had faith, and believed God. So this is Hebrews 11 verse 8. It says, By faith, 
Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Meaning that, no, let me not, let me not skip. Let me, <laughs> let me read it for you guys. It is verse 13. Hebrews 11 verse 13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. Meaning that Abraham did not see the nations in his lifetime. He did not see the promise that God made to him in his lifetime. And that's huge. Like how? You make a promise to me. And I judge you faithful to fulfill it. Even if it is not in my lifetime. That is ridiculous. You promise that you will do something for me. It's not me that I promise you do, you do the thing for. And I don't get to witness it in my lifetime. See, Abraham lived 175 years, I think. That is crazy. But he did not. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, this is Hebrews 11 17, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. I need us to understand and think and, and think about it as us. Like us. Like how? How? Meaning that, guys, without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to be God's friend. Because you see, God did not need to prove himself to Abraham. Abraham truly loved God. And then it wasn't about what God could do for him. He truly gave his all to God. He cared about God genuinely. You see, because when things get uncomfortable, believers like to say that, ah, that's why God is God. Oh, thank God that God is God. Forgetting that God actually feels. Forgetting that he actually feels. Because he feels. He feels. Think about it. Think about it. Having a friendship and a relationship with somebody and that the person doesn't doesn't care about your emotions or doesn't think about your emotions. But that wasn't something that Abraham did. He genuinely cared about God. He genuinely had a relationship with God for God. And so when I ask about your relationship with God, I am not asking about 
sin consciousness. I'm not, it is not about not sinning. It is not about living a decent life, which is all good. But just being nice to God, really. What I'm asking about is how you are with God. Like, do you think about God? How are you with God? Does God trust you with himself? Do you care about God? That is what I am asking about. When I ask about relationship with God. Do you genuinely care about God? Do you ask him how he is feeling? Like, can you just be nice to God? Do you gist with him? Are you gisting with him? Like, you have this beautiful relationship where you're just gisting and then you're never shoving, in, shoving him in one corner or going about your day without him, but carrying him with you throughout the day. That type of God consciousness, the type of God consciousness that is not about you. Yes, mm, I said it. The type of God consciousness that is not about, that, that doesn't still trace back to you. Like, mm, power of God. Hmm. This a way kind of life to exude God. Hmm. You witness God in a supernatural way for yourself. What God did for you. Mm-mm. But the consciousness, how you're conscious about your, how you care, like how you're sensitive to your friend. Do you have that with God? Are you sensitive to God? And so I ask you, dear believer, how is your relationship with God? How is your relationship with God? Don't rush it. Think about it. How is your relationship with God? And then if you don't have a relationship with God and you like to start, it begins with accepting Jesus. So please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you are the Son of God. And you died on the cross just for me. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Come into my life and abide in me and I in you. Amen. If you said that prayer, welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) So guys, thank you so much for spending time with me and my Abba. Yes, my Abba. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) And don't forget to stay rooted. Stay loving, kind, and caring. Until next time.